Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each week, we explore the benefits of building a conscious business and how your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So today, I want to give you some really powerful tools to help you build a strong brand. It's becoming harder and harder these days to sell generic products and services. So if you really want to succeed, you need to find ways to differentiate you. And the best way to do this is by building a unique brand that is full of personality. It's no longer just about knowledge or about data. And a strong brand is built with three key things, being consistent, being reliable, and being memorable. I want you to build a brand that entices, that enchants, that engages people. So how do you do this? How do you build a brand that makes you stand out from your competition? Well, it's simple really. You differentiate you by developing your range of soft skills. Yep, you heard me right, soft skills. Because these are what help you be consistent, reliable, and memorable. So here's what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I'm going to explain exactly what soft skills are and how they're different from hard skills. In our second segment, I'm going to explain exactly how they will benefit you and your business. Then, in the next segments, I'm going to teach you three different soft skills that you can use immediately. I'll teach you how to use them, when to use them, and how they work. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share a little inspiration from one of my favorite authors. But first, I want to start with a story. So years ago, I was in a weekend training session with a bunch of other coaches, and we were learning a particular exercise that you would use with two people who were setting up a business partnership together. Now, I was role-playing as one of the business partners with this lady we'll call Jane. So Jane and I were setting up this new business together, and as we walked through the exercise, we shared about what our vision would be for this new business, how we were going to help and serve people, what we would do to really build and market the business, and we started to really create this partnership agreement. Now, the exercise went really well, and as we were wrapping up the exercise, though, she leaned in and she casually said to me, oh, but Julie, you know, I would never actually go into business with you. And I, w- I was completely taken aback. I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. It, her words really, really hurt. To hear that someone didn't trust me and could never envision working with me, well, I mean, I, I was gutted. I couldn't believe that she thought I wasn't a good enough coach to be her business partner. I mean, sure, I'm a bit younger and less experienced than she was, but I know I'm a good coach. She's not being fair. She doesn't even really know me that well. We'd only just met this weekend, and how could she think all these horrible things about me? But wait, was she? Was she thinking all these horrible things about me, or was I making up all these horrible things in my head as a reaction to her completely neutral comment. So we went on to debrief the exercise and I know I did not hear one single word of the debriefing because I was having a whole other conversation in my head replaying the scenario 
what did I do to make her not like me? Trying to rationalize and understand her comment. And the more I thought about it, the more I started thinking, hey, you know, we're all coaches in this room. It's a pretty safe, loving environment. Would a coach actually say something that judgmental to me? Then I started questioning all these assumptions that I just dreamt up in a split second. So when we went for a break, I pulled Jane aside. And I told her that I was curious about what she meant by her comment and when she said that she would never actually go into business with me. I asked her to explain what she meant by it. Was it because I wasn't as experienced as she was or what? And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, she started laughing. And she turned to me and she said, no, Julie, it's the exact opposite. I said that because I was thinking, you're so much more driven and so much younger than I am. I didn't think that I would ever be able to keep up with you. So let's take a minute to define exactly what soft skills and hard skills are and how they relate to your business. We often think of hard skills as the skills that we learn in school in a traditional sense. And it's really easy to to measure these or to define our competence in them. Examples would be typing, writing, doing math, spelling, being able to send an email or use a software program. Now soft skills are less tangible and harder to measure. They're sometimes called people skills or interpersonal skills. And I like to think of soft skills as relational skills, because once you develop them, they apply to all the relationships in your life, which is what makes them so powerful. While some of your hard skills will only ever get to be used at work, you can use your soft skills all the time. So let's use the analogy of a house. While the foundation, the walls, and the structure of the house are the hard skills, they are concrete. They serve a very necessary function, but what is often most memorable about a house is the way that it's decorated, the furniture, the colors. That's what gives it life and personality, and that is what our soft skills are. In the world that we live in, hard skills are just expected. They're almost a commodity. It's the soft skills that we have that make us unique, that give us personality. Think about it. Has anyone ever come into your house and complimented you on your foundation and your concrete and said, hey, you have incredible walls in this house? No, I mean, that would be ridiculous. They comment on your furniture. They comment on your color palette or your style. The truth is soft skills make the world go round and they make it an enjoyable place to be. Now, soft skills do serve a different function than hard skills, but they're similar in the way that they are built. Think of it like building a muscle. You have to first educate yourself and learn how it works. Then you take the steps to learn it and understand it. Then to truly master it, you need to do it over and over and over again. And the good news with soft skills is that similar to hard skills, once you master it, it's yours forever and you can use it anytime. So how do soft skills help you as an entrepreneur? Well, Maya Angelou once said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And it is your soft skills, your relational skills that evoke emotion in others and really help you develop a strong connection with them. There are three things that they help you do as an entrepreneur. Number one, they help you socialize your personality and build a really unique brand. 
which allows people to connect with you on a deeper and more memorable level. Number two, they establish credibility by demonstrating that you have a consistent brand and personality. And number three, they help you increase your loyalty and trust with your clients because they know that they can always rely on you. So to bottom line here, they help you sell more easily, more quickly, and build strong relationships with clients. And I often talk about know, like, and trust as being corporate currency. These days, people are spoiled for choice about who they're going to do business with. So they gravitate to people and to brands who align with their values. So whether you are building a brand for your business or if you are your brand for your business, you need to show your personality to people so they can know who you are. And sharpening up your soft skills is one of the best ways to show off your awesome personality. Now, I'm going to dive in and give you three tools that you can use, three different soft skills that you can start using right away. I'm going to explain what they are, when you might want to use them, and how they work. Now, I'm going to warn you here, the soft skills that I'm going to present to you might appear quite simple, and you might have a Captain Obvious moment, and yes, they are simple, and that's part of the challenge. Because they are so simple, we underestimate their impact, and people don't typically bother using them. Remember, this is going to give you an incredible edge now that you know this. The first tool, and currently my personal favorite, is asking permission. So what is asking permission? Well, instead of telling someone what you want them to do or bombing them by giving them unsolicited feedback, you simply take a second to ask their permission. Your sentence might start with, can I, would you like me to, or is this a good time? So when would you use this soft skill? Well, a great example is when you're giving someone feedback. If the feedback is for someone who works with you, you can always ask them, hey, can I give you some feedback on this project you just completed? Or if you're dying to give feedback to someone who hasn't asked you for feedback or it isn't really expected, you could always just ask them, do you want some feedback on this or can I give you some feedback on this? Another example is if you're dying to ask somebody a really personal question but you're not sure if you're really quite there yet, you can always just start by saying, hey, is it all right if I ask you something personal? Or another example I give is um, a lot of my clients tell me that they feel awkward about handing out their business cards. So you could use this as a chance to ask permission in that scenario. Hey, can I give you one of my cards? Or even better, I'd love to keep in touch. Can we exchange business cards? I also use this soft skill when I'm coaching my clients and I'm about to ask them a really tough question. Hey, can I ask you a really tough question here? And again, I said these are Captain Obvious. Then I pause and I give them a second to answer. So how does asking permission work? Well, it does a couple different things. First, you are using permission as a bit of a bridge to allow someone to shift gears and get ready for the feedback or your tough question. Secondly, it also helps you come across as more open and engaging. So if you've ever received feedback that people find you abrasive or pushy, you might really benefit from starting to ask permission. It's so simple, but it's really impactful. And thirdly, you've just received their permission. And in all my years of using this tool, I've never actually had someone say no. 
So because you've prompted them to say the word yes, this puts them in a really positive mindset. And I also believe that it demonstrates humility. And remember, it's not just about asking them if you can or can't do something. You're gauging their mood, the timing, the context. Because I truly believe that you can ask anybody pretty much anything, but the key is in how you deliver it. Timing is everything. So there you have it, our first soft skill today, asking permission. The second soft skill is called presencing. Have you ever walked into a room or a meeting where you can tell that there is conflict or tension between two or more people? Maybe they each have really strong personalities or a lot of conflict in their history, or maybe it's just two people that flat out don't like each other. The energy in the room is just palpable. You know what I mean? So what is presencing? Well, this is where we name what is going on, either from an emotional perspective or we name what is it is that we're observing in the moment, in a situation, either between you and someone else or between a group of people. When can you use presencing? Well, I like to use it when I'm feeling really self-conscious, really nervous, or really defensive. I have a nervous laugh that comes up whenever I agree to do something that is new or really scary. And so now that I'm aware of this, whenever I catch myself doing my little nervous laugh, I call it out and I say, oh, there's my nervous laugh. And so now most of my friends are trained to hear it, which is great because I don't have to call it out anymore. We all know that I'm committing to something that totally scares me. But more importantly, it helps me get conscious about what's going on inside myself. When I hear that little laugh, I know that there's something deeper going on inside me. I also use it a lot when I find myself getting really defensive with someone or when I feel really jealous about something. And neither of those are really feel-good emotions. And so I know that these emotions, when they come up, are coming from my ego. Feel-good emotions never come from you. They come from your ego, who wants to keep you separate from other people, right? Those icky feelings of comparing or criticizing. Then we doubly feel bad because we feel like we have to suppress these strong emotions because we're conditioned to run around being people pleasers all the time who everybody loves. So we not only feel these icky emotions, we start to feel shame about having the emotions, which accelerates the yuckiness. So I've learned that by naming it, it takes the guilt and the charge right out of it. And it's also amazing to observe what happens to the other person when you present something like being defensive or jealous. It's always uh, something that starts a really interesting conversation, and they usually share something right back with me. And another great way to use it is when you're in a group meeting and you feel the energy starting to shift, and people are either starting to get really hostile, or there's that elephant in the room that no one wants to name, or just in general if people are starting to drift off and lose attention. Just the sheer act of naming what you are observing you are bringing consciousness to that scenario, and this alone helps to shift the energy. Then you can all decide what you wanna do, either take a break or do some stretches. And so how does this work? Well, by naming it and presencing it, we bring consciousness to whatever it is that we are feeling or what we are observing. And we bring ourselves into the present moment. It slows down the situation. It allows you to become aware of your emotions and really experience them. And this shuts down your ego. 
Because so often when we experience intense emotions that really threaten our ego, we respond by diving headfirst into conflict to really protect ourselves, to retaliate because we want to avoid that negative emotion. And it also works because you're courageously admitting what you're experiencing in that moment. And it gives us an opportunity for people to really connect with us. Now, remember my story earlier when I made an assumption about Jane not wanting to work with me? When I checked in with her and asked her to explain her comment, this is a perfect example of presencing. And this is our second soft skill today, presencing. And the last soft skill that I'm going to introduce you to today is vulnerability. Now, I am so grateful to Brene Brown for inventing vulnerability. Okay, so maybe she didn't invent it, but she definitely brought it to the mainstream and she made it acceptable. And bless her heart, she's bringing it to business where it's needed the most. As far as I'm concerned, she's a superhero. So what is vulnerability? Well, in the context of soft skills, being vulnerable is when we bring forth a personal detail or a story with the intention of increasing connection with either a person or a group of people. Now, the intent in the context of vulnerability is really important. It's more than just sharing a really embarrassing story or making a confession or going for shock value. You must have that intention of increasing connection with someone. When can you use vulnerability? Well, I like to use it whenever I'm giving a talk. Right off the bat, I like to share a personal story because it helps me connect with my audience. And when I'm facilitating a team, we always start with rules of engagement for the day. And I remind people here that I am not perfect. I'm going to do my best, but I'm going to be ready for surprises. Now, in other scenarios, when you're having a chat with someone and they're talking about something that is really painful, either a story or a struggle that they're having, if it's something that you've personally been through and you think that telling them about your struggle and your experience can help, then you can share that with them. And when they're knee deep in their story, you never want to steal the spotlight from them and put it on you, but just sharing a simple sentence or two about a time when you've been there too can really let them know that you understand what it is that they're going through. So how does it work? Well, vulnerability really comes from digging deep and bringing forward something of yourself that you think would be unlovable or where you might carry embarrassment or shame. And by sharing that detail, you create an instant connection with the person or the people that you are sharing with. By sharing your story, you're doing a couple of things. First, you're saying that, hey, I've made tons of mistakes in the past too. Or I want you to know that I feel insecure and scared sometimes too. When you do this, you create connection. It makes you relatable. And it lets them know that, hey, I'm not perfect. And you don't expect them to be perfect either. Second, you're creating intimacy and trust with that person. By sharing something personal about yourself, you're essentially telling them that you trust them and feel safe enough to tell this story or this detail about yourself. Third, you're inviting them to do the same. It's like waving that white flag of safety. I'm going to tell you something about me, and if you feel compelled, you can do the same. You're modeling the behavior that you want in others, and you're giving them permission to talk openly about themselves. 
And lastly, there's one more reason why I love vulnerability. And this goes beyond just your personal brand or your authenticity. When you are vulnerable, you are releasing baggage and fear that you carry around with you all the time. How many years of embarrassing moments, fears, and perceived inadequacies are you carrying around right now? Let them go. I promise you, the more that you share them and tell other people about them, you release them from your body and you just feel lighter. Each time you tell a story, it's like doing a mini detox, the shame detox. Get all that crap outside of you. You don't deserve it. And quite often when you say something out loud, you realize it's not actually as scary or as embarrassing as you thought. For inspiration today, I want you to listen to Brene Brown's TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. And if that really lands with you, please check out her book, Daring Greatly. I recommend them both. Her TED Talk is one of my top five all-time favorite TED Talks. And while she may not have invented vulnerability, she's definitely given it street cred. And I think that the popularity and mainstream success of her content speaks to the fact that we are all ready to focus more on soft skills, and more importantly, that we are all craving connection in our relationships. I want to challenge you to use one of these soft skills in the next 24 hours, either asking permission, presencing, or vulnerability. Observe how it changes your interaction with someone and observe how happy and light you feel after you do it. And I would love to hear all about it. So please email me and let me know how it goes. So I've shared three of my favorite soft skills today with you. I will share more in coming episodes and I'll probably also refer back to these ones to check in and make sure that you're using them. And it's time to start wrapping up here. I hope I've inspired you today to work on your soft skills. For detailed show notes about this episode, please visit thecorporateyogi.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter to receive extra bonuses. Remember that your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that together we can pave this new way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now, it's time to let the rest of us see it. <laughs>